Amen. So uh, jump to your seats, lock in um, so we can really uh, tune in to what God has for us today. Let's try to get yourselves to be ready to hear the word. You know, there's something that happens when we're, uh, when, when we, uh, what do I want to say, hope, uh, jump to attention. What, is the, what does the scripture say? Uh, uh, what does it say? Be, be ready. No, but what, what does it say when you come into the house of the Lord? Uh, be, um, it's a readiness. Well, y'all know what I mean. All right. <laughs> All right, uh, so today uh, we got a, a new message. We're going to talk about uh, the reward of faithfulness, the reward of faithfulness. And this, this is, I think this would be real encouraging, stretching, uh, uh, empowering, and strengthening for us all um, because this is, uh, this is a, a big key uh, to what this life is about, faithfulness. You know, you sign on to a life of faith, uh, to believe in a risen king that was death, that died and rose. And, you know, we weren't necessarily there, you know. So, so we're believing a lot of this stuff uh, by faith. And you got to operate in a certain level of faith so you cross over when it becomes real to you too. Um, you know, I remember in the early days of hearing people talk about what God told them. I think, you know, Jeanette, I was like, did God really tell them? You know, like, you, you know, you kind of are processing through. And then you have certain people that they, when they listen to the word, it seemed like, you know, like, you know, you, you listen to Trina, you're like, what is she so excited about? You know what I'm saying? Why is she keep, why is she crying? Like, like what's going on? <laughs> like, you know, I, I read the same scripture. It make you want to look back in the scripture and see what you missed, right? You know, because she started reading it and she, she's like, oh, oh, oh. You know, she started doing like this, shaking her hands. Oh, oh. You know, like, you know, just having a Catherine Coleman moment. She's like, okay, I might have missed something there. I got to keep on reading. Well, well, what happens is this, this faithfulness has people so tied in that they cross over and they see something different. So some of us are hanging in there, you know. You're hanging in there. Man, you know, they say you need to just be faithful, man. Just don't give up. So I'm hanging in there. Well, that's the person that's playing off of what they know they need to do and all the winds and the storms that's trying to stop them, right? They spend their whole day mindful of all of their energies and efforts. You know, I did this. I made this sacrifice today. I served at this level today. I gave of myself. When is my turn? Come on, Jeanette. When do I get mine? You know, well, but then you have some people are so engulfed in God. I mean, how could Stephen be sitting there being stoned and like, hey, they don't even know what they're doing. If you remember that passage in, in Acts chapter 7, Stephen was so locked in to the presence of God, I don't think he felt the stones. You see what I'm saying? Like, so he wasn't in anguish, Lord, as I'm being, ooh, 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 forget them. He, he wasn't doing that. See, he had crossed over to a place where he was numb to everything that was coming at him. 
See, Jesus endured the cross because of the glory that was set before him. So I can guarantee you Jesus was not on the cross and like, hurry up, Lord. Man, these, these, man, these spikes are hurting, man. Okay, okay, just get to the, get to the, the resurrecting part. No, you cross over to a point where you don't feel the impact of the storms. If you're still feeling the impact of the storms, you ain't crossed over yet. You, you, you're right, man, this is, this is hard. I'm carrying this because you're carrying it, right? So that's, that's the difference. All right, so let's, let's get into this faithfulness, and I think this is a help us. You know, so I, I was thinking about this faithfulness, and I was thinking about marriage. You know, being faithful in marriage is not giving any piece of your heart to someone else. What do you think faithful to God is? Right? So, I, so if I'm faithful in a relationship, nobody gets none of me. Right? I, I'm not sharing. Like we do something in premarital courtship. We're going to go through this, I guess, in, a, a, you know, September. I was reminded of September with the singles. But we, we ask them ahead of time. So if you want to run, you can run in advance. Uh, how many opposite sex relationships do you have? Now, you know, people answer those questions. Some of y'all about to go through courtship. You're like, yeah, I was thinking about that question. And they're like, why are you in my business? And then we got our friends, right? You know your friend. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You know your friends. But, but when you establish the friends, were you in a covenant? A lot of times when you establish the friends, what are you even thinking about? I'm talking about the covenant that you're about to cross over into. Why are you, of course, you're premarital? What are you thinking about the covenant? No, right? But now you're going into a covenant. Shouldn't it be something different? Well, what you're going to find out, you can't bring a single life in a covenant world. So now a part of my single life is my, my friends and Seinfeld flow. You know, where, you know, you know, you know, Seinfeld, you know, they just walked into Jerry's apartment. Hey, Jerry. You know, I just walk into your apartment. You know, uh, what's her name, Elaine? She just like rolled up in the crib. You know what I'm saying? Well, when you're in a covenant, Elaine can't just roll up in your crib. And you can't be sitting around in a fellowship. You got more, more you and Elaine got more in common than your new mate. Right? Because your new mate going to be like, she ain't even in the conversation because you and Elaine like, remember, oh, you remember when we went to such and such? Oh, man, we had a good time. Remember that amusement park? Man, your new mate ain't trying to feel all that. We had a, I had a counseling session, and the, the guy was like, he was talking, he was a bowler, and he was like, uh, one of his, his uh, teammates was one of his close friends. Uh, we'll just p- pick a name, uh, Joanne, right? So we're in the session, and he's like, yeah, you know, I bowl. Uh, well, Joanne, she bowls. Uh, she's one of my good friends. Now, 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 bowling, Joanne can bowl. No, 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 no. Now, when we talk about bowling now, Joanne is the bomb. Joanne is phenomenal. So I'm sitting there going, I really want to be like, because his, his fiance is getting redder and redder every time he talk about Joanne. But he's like just, you know, Joanne. Oh, man, I'm t- listen, when I go bowling, I'm going to tell you somebody I'm definitely taking, Joanne. His fiance don't bowl. She don't even want to go. And I guarantee she don't want to hear about Joanne. Right? Same thing, right? So I'm saying when, you, when you're committed, like God don't want to hear about the devil. He don't want to hear about your party. He don't want to hear about how you hung out. 
He wants you to hear about you glorifying him. So all this extra, keeping it real, we grow on an air Christian church. I don't want to hear about no other church. I, we got churches we fellowship with, but I'm not sitting around going, yeah, tell me more. Are you highlighting heirs as much as you highlight now? No, no, you understand what I'm saying? Like, okay, so you're saying I'm tripping. That's how you are. Where you going? Where was you at? How come you didn't call? What are you saying? No, this is you. It's about you wait all this time, Hope. You want to be exclusive, don't you? You say it, you can say it loud. Say it loud. <laughs> Like, like you're blessing your pride, <laughs> right? You want to be exclusive, right? You don't want to hear about nobody else, right? So am I tripping? Okay, there you go. All right, so we, 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 we all here now, right? Right, so faithfulness, you know, is uh, not giving any piece of your heart to somebody else. You got that? We good? Do you want all of me, right? Because I want all of you. I don't care about nobody else you was with. It, like, like, we be having conversations sometimes, and the pastor come up, ask my wife, I'll be like, babe, that's enough. <laughs> like, I listened to it for a while, but I'll be like, babe, that's cool. <laughs> not important at this time. Right? Just, it, it, just, it's not like there's an emphasis like the person's wonderful, but it might just be this was the situation. So I'll listen to a little bit of the situation, Lou. That's enough. We get the point. Right? I, so, so faithfulness is the act of living in the fullness of faith. It's the act of living in the fullness, faithfulness, right? Right, Tiana? Faithfulness. So it's, it's the act of living in the fullness of faith because it's faithfulness. So that's, a, that's an active word, Ty. I'm living in faithfulness. I don't visit it, right? So it's the act of living in faithfulness. Uh, living in the fullness of faith in, this, in service to God and his kingdom. So the act of living in the fullness of faith in service to God and his kingdom, right? And so basically, there is a reward. You do arrive at your own. There is a reward. Let's, let's look here at Luke uh, 16, Luke 16. Now, now, just when you start to think about faithfulness, do you think it's easy to be faithful? Full of faith consistently in the midst of storms? Lou, you think it's easy? That's why everybody's not rewarded. Because everybody's not faithful. First sign of trouble, people run. First sign of uncomfortable, people quit. All right, so uh, let's look at uh, verse 10 here. Uh, Luke 16, 10. Did I tell you Luke 16? All right, verse 10. It says, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. So our measure of how we're going to be in much is how we're handling the least right now. Well, let's look at our lives right now. This is the least we'll ever have. This is the least we'll ever do. This is the least we'll ever have to invest. So our faithfulness at the least is already telling God how we're going to be at the much. Right? 
Our faithfulness. Now, now our faithfulness varies because sometimes we, we're mindful that I did this good deed for Lou and the crew. And now that I did that, I feel a sense of accomplishment so I can afford to take a, a break. That ain't faithfulness. Because faithfulness is I did what I did for Lou and the crew, and it's what I do. It's not what I did in the moment. This is how I live. So when you see me tomorrow, I'm going to be faithful something and doing something else. I, I don't take a break on faithfulness. You got, you got me there? You see that? All right, so there's a reward. Uh, you do arrive at your own. So this, this says here, he that is faithful in that which is least is also in much. It says he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in the much. So now it's contrasting faithful. If you're not faithful, you're unjust. You read that, right? I didn't, I didn't make that up. It says, therefore, you have not, it says, if, uh, says, if therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you the true riches? So the resources that you have, if you haven't been faithful in that, why would you even cross over to the true riches? So whatever we have, whatever level of uh, acquisition, finances, gifting, talent, whatever we have, that's the least we'll ever have. If we haven't been faithful in that, we'll never even see the true riches. So we'll have to keep acting like we're rich. You know, like we have stuff and we'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in abundance. No, you're not. You're in more than you have before, but you ain't in abundance. Not God's type of abundance. Right? So you got that? It's in verse 12. It says, if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's. Now, all these scriptures are connecting. So when I'm in the least, my faithfulness is using what I have as, because it's the least I'll ever have, so it's really seed. So what I have, my gifts, my talents, my time, my treasures, my trinkets, whatever the case may be, uh, all this stuff, time, talents, trinkets, all this stuff, it's, it's the least, it's, it's just seed. So it says, if, it says, if you haven't, uh, and if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give to you that which is your own? So, <laughs> So, in these early stages of having your phone on while the service is going on, just picking over there, but in these early stages of our life at the least, what God gives us is not for us. Your talent he has afforded us to have. So, the talent, the treasure, the, trink the, 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 the trinkets, the time, it's is, is seed. It's for us to use on behalf of others. And if you don't use what God gives you to benefit others, God's not, people that God has given stuff to benefit you, you'll never experience. See, all that you have as a tree is, and the fruit that you have is for other people to partake of. Somebody else has your nourishment. And if you're holding back your nourishment for others, God's going to hold back the nourishment he has for you. So the holdup is when you get fearful, tight, and selfish. When you start to hoard. Right? When you start to, to uh, uh, not uh, freely give what's freely given to you. Right? All right. So this says you've been faithful. Right? This says uh, uh, if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which your own? So that means if you are faithful in that which is another man's, you will definitely get your own. 
It's inevitable. You, you know, you don't, you don't have to just live in that same state of faithfulness your entire life. That's why in Genesis 12, when God told Abraham, leave your brethren and kindred and go to a place where I send you, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to bless them to bless you, in you shall all the families of earth be blessed. Uh, in, the, in, the, in the Jewish Kamash, it says God was telling them to go for yourself. You've been faithful and compliant. Now it's time for me to bless you. It's your turn, right? He says, so I need you to shift you because if, if I keep you around people, your default is faithfulness. You can't help it. A uh, man of God told me one time, he said, he said, a man of God told him, he said, your faithfulness is overtaking your obedience. Like you so faithful, you can't even be obedient now. <laughs> but that's what you, you want to get there. Now, when he, when he said that, I said, oh, my God, what did you say? Hit me right in my chest because it was the place I was at. Faithfulness was my default. If somebody was around, I had to be faithful in what they were doing. I don't care how small or how tall. I can't help but to be faithful. That's my default. Some people you got to push. You got to prod. You got to, uh, they got to go through defibrillators, right? <laughs> Wake up, be faithful. But that's not, you know, my wife tell you, that's not me. I can't help it, you know. I love assisting other people when fulfilling what God has purposed them to do, right? So God had to arrest me or we wouldn't even be out here and go, hold on, bro. You, 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 your faithfulness is overtaking your obedience now. You're not being obedient, right? All right, so, so y'all with me? All right, stay, 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 stay with me. So we must renew our minds to uh, faithfulness in another man's and don't think we're losing something. Like, we're trying to hold on to the least and cheating ourselves from the true riches. We're trying to hold on to the least and treating ourselves, cheating ourselves from the true, true riches. If we, want to, if we want growth in our family, in our ministry, in our platforms, in our businesses, um, we have to assist God in his. So if we want growth in our family, ministries, platforms, or businesses, we have to assist God in his. You know, I'm, I'm, we've been talking about this a lot around the church, seek ye first the kingdom of God, right? All right, let's go here to Matthew 25, because I think this is so interesting because, you know, Jesus uses a whole lot of parables to break some things down because he's trying to teach us how to live this life and what's important. So, and when we read the letters of the Bible, that's who talking? That's Jesus, right? And so, if, you know, if you had Jesus as your instructor or teacher on a daily basis, would you listen? Would you take heed? Or as we were talking about Bible study fellowship this morning, like, would you, would you apply this stuff? You know, like, would you, would you absorb it to apply it? Now, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm, I'm challenging everybody because, okay, so... Uh, me, Asia, you have a little sister, Nevaeh, right? So Nevaeh's growing up, so you're teaching her things. So you've been out ahead of her for quite some time. So were you around when she had to learn colors? Wow, was I around? Yeah. So, so now colors, she had no reference for colors. So blue could be green for all she cares. And then why is blue, blue, <laughs> right? So, so, but there's, so... There's times as she, as she was growing and as she's still growing where she gets frustrated, you know, because she doesn't understand. Does she have permission to just give up on it? She can't give up? She don't understand. She can't just let it go, forget about it? What does she need colors for, right? No, she has to what? 
she has to hang in there because what do you, you know something that she doesn't know. She's going to eventually get this, but, but it's, it's going to be uncomfortable for a while, right? So we're talking about Nevaeh, but that's us too at our levels. We're Nevaeh at our levels. Some of this information is like the first time we learn colors. Like, why does it have to be that way? You know, but eventually you understand as you continue to grow, right? But you got to hang in there. You got to be focused. Now, sometimes you try to get Nevada to stay focused. You know, something else is going on. The TV could be on. She could, she could just be fidgeting. Nevada, come on now, right? Why? Because you want her to get it. But you know, it's not like she can't get it because of her comprehension. She can't get it because it's hard for her what? To stay focused. Y'all still think I'm talking about Nevada? Same thing with us. That's a part of our faithfulness. We have to commit ourselves and get, present ourselves as a living sacrifice, right? We're offering ourselves, we're offering our focus too, right? That's why sometimes it's difficult because it's hard of us to stay locked in. I, uh, as he said this morning, she said, you know, for some reason she had developed the ability to shut down, just stop thinking. She said, I don't know about y'all, I go to sleep. <laughs> Right? She says, I go to sleep. She says, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing all that thinking. Actually, we think a whole lot for what? We thinking for ourselves, our children, our friends, our cousins, our aunts, our moms. You know, we're thinking for everybody. The pastors. I know what Pastor Melanie is thinking. Well, you don't have to do all that. You can just ask her. Why go through all But we do, right? So we got all this stuff in our minds. And sometimes, do you know there are people around here that don't go to sleep at all? Like that's not even really, I mean, it's a lot of people that don't sleep at all. Like literally don't sleep. And they think that's okay. But why? Mind is racing because they can't settle their mind in. They're trying to think for God. They're having, they're, it's hard for them to offer their focus. All right, so let's talk about this faithfulness. And this, this is going to really bless us. Um... There's so much stuff here. I don't know if I can go through all of it uh, with, this, with the time that we have. So what should I hit? Uh, Jesus Christ is Lord. This is a lot. Uh, all right. So we're, we're at Matthew 25. All right. I'm going to see how it works. All right. We'll start at verse 13. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll just see if I can do this. It says, watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. So watch means be attentive. What? Stay focused, right? <laughs> right? Because you never know when he's going to show up so you don't know what's important and what's not, right? Uh, then, then he goes into, now he, he says, watch. Now he's going into breaking some things down. He says, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to uh, another one, and to every man according to his several ability. So people were given according to their ability to actually maximize what they were given. It says, in straightway, he took his journey. Then he took his journey. So look, he stopped thinking at that point. I gave you what you needed. Look, look, basically, he gave you the time, he gave you the talent, and he gave you the trinkets. According to your ability. So you have enough to, to produce based on what I gave you. And then he didn't stay watching you. What you do with that today? What you do with that tomorrow? How'd you handle that this time? 
How'd you say? He just went about his business. I'm trusting you with what I gave you. I'm trusting you'll be a good steward over it. Right? And verse 15, he says, and unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every, oh, I said that already, right? 16, it says, then he that received the five talents went and traded with the same and made, uh, made of them other five talents. Uh, and likewise, he that received two, he also gained two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. So he, he stored it, basically. <laughs> he kept it, right? He didn't, he didn't give it away. He didn't trade it away. He didn't exchange it away. He just held on to the seed, right? He held on to the time. He held on to the talents. And he held on to the trinkets. You know, but he hit them when nobody else could get to them, okay? It says, after a long time, all right, <laughs> The Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so uh, he that received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliver unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, listen to this. Well done. This is this what my wife wants to hear, right? Right? In the, in, the, in the last days, right, baby? Well done, thou what? Good and what? Faithful servant. Thou has been faithful over, look, look, a few things, over the least, over the seed, over your time, talents, and trinkets. He says, I will make thee ruler over many things. Look, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Right? True riches. Uh, he also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou delivered unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside. He didn't gain five like the other person. He gained two. Based on what his ability was, he produced what he needed to produce. His Lord said unto him, well done, that good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I'll make thee rule over many things. Enter thou into joy, Lord. Interesting. The one that produced five and the one that produced two got the same reward. Because they maximized their ability of their time, talents, and trinkets. Right? What was given to them. Right? It says, uh, then he which received the one talent came and said, now he, he's the only one confident. He shows up confident. You know, he said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping what thou hast not sown and gathering what thou hast not strewed. And I was afraid and went and hid the talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast, that is thine. Look, here's your talent. His Lord answered and said unto him, thou wicked and slowful, Lazy servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not and gather where I have not strewed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers. And then at my coming, I should have received my own usury or the interest at least. Right? He says, take therefore the talent from him and give it to him which has ten talents. He says, for everyone that has shall be given and he that has... Uh, and he shall have abundance. But, but from him that has not shall be taken away even that which he has. Look, look at verse 30. And cast ye the unprofitable, the unproductive, the unproducing servant into outer darkness. Look at this. And there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's hell. Because he wasn't faithful. 
because he didn't take his time, talents, and drink, trinkets and use it faithfully. You see that? Can we be faithful over a few things? See, uh, the faithful maximize what they have. They are fruitful. They multiply. They replenish what they have. That's Genesis, right? When God first put us on earth, he said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish. Nothing changed from by the time Jesus showed up. God says, I left y'all. Matter of fact, the scripture says Genesis 1-1. No, Genesis 2-1, and God was finished with the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them. So he he put everything in there that we needed. But he said, now I'm trusting you. Remember he told to uh, uh, keep the garden and dress it. Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. Like we're supposed to be producing, be like trees planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth our fruit in our season. We're supposed to be productive, not status quo, not somebody give you a ministry and you just leave it there. It's the same place it's always been. Now we're supposed to be evolving and, and producing. You see what I'm saying? Be faithful. But sometimes we have the ability, but we're holding back our talents, timers, and trinkets for us. Yeah, when I... When I do my thing, yeah, yeah, I'm going to use this for that. I'm going to use my creativity for this. Oh, I'm going to maximize myself for that. But we ain't doing it for the kingdom. We're just holding it back for us. When we have our ministry or when we get our platform, I got this great revelation, but I don't want to share that there, you know. You know, that's like Bible study fellowship. I don't want to share that. Some one of the way these people roll, they may get that when they do fast week. They're going to teach my revelation and, you know, I'll just keep this for myself. This is my, this my, my, this my baby, this my baby. What are we doing? Like God only got that one little revelation. And you think it's so special, like, you don't understand, like, that's, are you being faithful in that? So what you're doing is what the guy did, you're burying it. You're burying it. So when God shows up, he's going to give back what he gave you. As opposed to you producing fruit from it. See, but, but there's, look at those that were faithful, they were rewarded. Oh, come on, man. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He said, matter of fact, he says, I'm, I'm going to have you, you're going to rule many things. You call, you're going to be in authority over many things just because you was faithful in a little bit that you had. Right? See, we don't understand the value of generosity. The Bible says the generous soul shall be made fat. Right? We, so the generous soul doesn't measure their generosity. They just, they live to give. And that's why they keep elevating as opposed to measuring my giving because I don't, you know, I, I don't want to see them shine. I don't want to lose nothing. See, we better watch it, right? So the faithful maximize what they have. They're fruitful. They multiply, replenish what they have. See, it is not what we know or what we have. It's what we do with or what we produce with what we have. See, it's not, it's, not, it's not what I know, Lou, and it's not what I have. What do I produce with it? How many lives are benefiting from it? I was talking to a man of God today, and he was like, you know, it's not about, he said, big don't make you, you blessed. He said, so you can have a big church that's not producing disciples. It's just a bunch of people 
signifying uh, going through the motions, but, but, but people aren't really growing as the, this fruit is not being produced, right? You just got a bunch of unripe trees, right? Um, this is what he was saying to me today, right? So, so what are we doing with what we have? Are we producing the fruit that's in front of us? You got to value the, the, the people that's in front of you. Uh, and this kid ain't going to do nothing. That's why I, I used to do campus ministry, and then we brought other people out to do campus ministry. They, they weren't consistent. Because at the church, you could minister in front of the thousands of people. You know, so the, the pulpit behind the church was like the highlight for ministry. So when they came on campus, it was like, ain't nobody going to see me here but these kids. But these could be like the next great, Whoever, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and I remember I, was, I did a chapel for uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's the NHL team that's in uh, Ohio. And so when I was doing, you know, I did, you know, I finished. So the guy that I was working with, he said, man. I said, what? He said, well, only five people showed up. I said, yeah. He said, but every time I see you, I don't care if it's five people, 50 people, 100 people, like you flow the same way. I said, everybody's important, man. The numbers shouldn't change it. The audience shouldn't change it, whether it's two or 2,000. I told you the story when I was doing a capital Bible study, and Isaac called me and says, well, the students got uh, finals. Nobody's here. I said, well, I'll be there in five minutes. So I get there. He's like, I didn't think he was going to show. He says, it's just me here. I said, man, you could be the next Billy Graham. Like, I'm not changing. I'm not, I'm not changing showing up in my diligence because it's one person. You see what I'm saying? Like we, 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 we operate in respect of persons and we're not supposed to. Everybody's supposed to be valuable and we're supposed to be faithful with what's in front of us. Does that make sense? See, when we're operating in faithfulness, faithfulness sneers at the bribes of compromise. Faithfulness sneers at the bribes of compromise, right? Why? Because faithfulness rests in this simple phrase, but we still got God. <laughs> See, I don't care what happens. If it looked like people getting over on me, guess what? Tiana, still got God. <laughs> if it looked like somebody played me, guess what? I still got God. So no matter what the situation is, I can give myself away because guess what? I still got God. But when God's not enough, I ain't giving myself away because I'm worried about what? Are they going to validate me? Are they going to appreciate it? Am I going to shine like everybody else? But see, I'm not worried about that. Why? Because I still got God. When it's all said and done, I still got God. See, see, uh, me and my wife was uh, driving one day. We were just talking about how people fall away from God when they've been portrayed by man. I repeat that. People fall away from God when they've been betrayed by man. My wife used to always say this. She said, baby, whatever really with God? Because the person played him, God didn't. Why people stop going to church when a man of God, a woman of God trip, right? And we've gone through some trials, but I know what kept us through the trials. We still got God. No matter what, no matter what we've ever gone through, guess what? We still got God. As long as we got God, we good, because he can resurrect us from there. So we got to shift our focus to, hey, do I got God? Oh, well, I'm good. I just give myself away because God got me. 
See, we hold back because we're like, well, we're like the person that was, was in fear. You hold back. We, gonna, we dig in our own little pits, storing our little seed for what? For a rainy day? What are we doing? See, a seed has no value unless it's sown. Remember the guy that had to press the seed and build his barns? He was like, I build my barns up to hold the stuff. He says, he says hey, you know, when I get older, I'll say, look at all that I've stored up. And then the storms and wind came and destroyed everything. He could have had like 70 barns with all the seed he had. Seed has no value unless it's sown. You got a precious seed. The scripture says in Psalm 126, you know, you come forth bearing precious seed. It says you'll return in, in, in joy, you know, like in, in reaping. Uh, uh, I know this is an audible, but let's, let's go there real quick. Psalms 126. One of my favorite passages. All right, Psalm 126, I'm going to read the whole thing since it's six verses. Hey, you know, I just struggle to read through Psalms every day. How about reading Psalm 126, six verses, 128, six verses, 127, five verses, all right? <laughs> 125, five verses, you know, 129, eight verses. Like, you got a whole lot of stuff you can read. You can say, I read a chapter today, <laughs> all right? So Psalm 126, it says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed, right? It says, then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them. Don't you want that to be you, right? It says, the Lord has done great things for us, wherefore we are glad, right? It says, it says, now... Uh, somebody was talking about this earlier. You, the Lord's done, uh, Benicia, the Lord's done great things for you, but then you go through another test, right? So you almost forget about the great things that God has done, right? And it says, it says, uh, turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams of the south. It says, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy, right? He, now, now it's going to break it down in the next verse. It says, he that goeth forth weeping bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Uh, when it says doubtless, it says no doubt about it. That's what that means. No doubt about it. <laughs> so what it's saying is, is, is when you sow in tears your precious seed, well, your precious seed is all that God has given you. The stuff that's hard for us to let go. Right? The things that we've established for the kingdom, it's hard to let go. That's our precious seed. It says you're going to return again in joy, right? So when, 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 when the, the husband man, which is God, gives you these things, these five talents and these, these two talents, whatever he gives you, man, you don't lose out by giving to the kingdom, right? It says you, it's precious seed. So you reap a precious harvest. Don't you get that? But if you you if you giving your leftovers, didn't we learn from uh, Trina's friend uh, Cain? <laughs> Did we learn from him? He he gave the leftovers. Look at what he went through. His whole life changed because he didn't give his precious seed. Abel gave the precious seed. He done flipped and tripped and go wandering and stuff like that, out of purpose and everything, right? All because all he had to do was repent and be like, so Abel, what did you do? 
I'm going to do that. You see that? You see how the descriptions all line up together? All right, all right, so uh, uh, how do we get over here? I don't know. <laughs> so, so as long as, as, as we know, I know, I know me and my wife operate this way. As long as we know we're smack dab in the middle of God's will, we'll be forever faithful. That's the only important thing. As long as I know I'm smack dab in the middle of God's will, hope, I really care less what everybody's doing. As long as I'm in the middle of God's will, you can't let stuff pressure you. I was talking to Mrs. Lamar today. He's like, because we're, we're making changes in the church. And when you do a lot of things, the changes affect you. This is what a former pastor told me. I can tell you this. Well, you get to know now. But he's making all these changes in the church. And each change felt like, you know, like a kind of a cut kind of. But he said, well, Keith, you got to realize you're doing like 17 things. So we're changing the ministry around. Out of everybody, you're going to be affected the most because you're doing all these things. Right? And so we was talking about changing stuff. He was like, no, nah, I'm good. What did you say? Long as I'm long as I'm a part of it, right? That, 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 that's not the first time he said it. He's like, long as I'm a part of it. <laughs> you know, I, I, it doesn't make it, matter of fact, he said, I don't care what I'm doing long as I'm a part of it, right? Do we think like that? See, what he's saying, as long as I'm smack dab in the middle of God's will, I'm good. So what that is, that's a person that's crossed over from it's about me to it's about faithfulness. When that becomes a revelation for you, you, you operate different. You can give it all away because we still got God. <laughs> right? You see that? All right, so let's go to Luke uh, chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. It's making sense to you so far? So there's a reward of faithfulness. And we talked about, you know, you know, some of, uh, some of how Jesus was talking about uh, just, just the rewards of those in that parable, but we're going to get more into it. Um, let's see here. All right, so this is, I think, the visit. Yeah. This is, excuse me. This is Mary visiting Elizabeth. So you remember Mary was endowed with, you know, impregnated by the Holy Spirit. You know, you know she was told for, with, you know, what well, she realized for with God, nothing, nothing shall be impossible, right? So you go visit Elizabeth because Elizabeth was pregnant ahead of time. And so they get together. Oh, listen to this now. Faithful people get together, something happens. When faithful people get together, something shifts. Like, like, there's a different excitement when, when you're around faithful people. Now, faithful people get around unfaithful people, something happens too. <laughs> right? But something happens when you're around faithful people. Something like, like, you, like you can do some things. You know what I'm saying? That's why, like, when you come into a house and it's your fit, something stirs up into you. You feel like you can do some things, right? Because you're around faithful people, Right? All right, so here in verse 50, uh, Mary, y'all got to realize how they operated back then. Mary shows up with Elizabeth. She just, the anointing hits her. She's rolling. She's singing. (laughs) She's doing praise and worship. She's doing all types of stuff. 
uh, well, we want to focus on verse 50. I started verse 46. And Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord, right? And my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded uh, the lowest state of his handmaiden, meaning myself, for behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. So she, remember, she, at first she didn't believe me, but now she's, she's operating like she sees different. God's using me now, right? right. And, and, and look, did she get struck down because she said, from henceforth generations are going to call me blessed. That's a reward. That's a benefit. Like, God doesn't want you just to be, no, what? I ain't do nothing. He wants you to glorify him, but at the same time, he knows. The Bible says, let another man praise thee, not with thine own mouth, not with thine own lips. It didn't say you ain't going to get praise. It just said it shouldn't come from your mouth. And here, she's recognizing what's going to happen to her. She's not saying, I'm, I'm, no, I'm the most blessed person in this room right now. That's not what she's saying. She's saying, whoa, based on what the Holy Spirit told me, generations are going to call me blessed. Wow. She's sitting as the audience of what's happening to her. Right? Something I learned a long time ago. Okay? It says, for he, uh, uh, I said that, for he that is mighty has done to me great things, and holy is his name. And uh, Verse 50. And his mercy is on them that fear or reverence, him from generation to generation, right? So if we reverence him, this mercy we're looking for will get. But you ain't going to be like disrespecting God thinking you're getting mercy under the guise of, well, I'm just mad right now. Okay, be mad in your mess. All right, 51. It says, uh, he has shown strength with his arm. This is what he does for those that reverence him. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their heart. Ooh. The delusional, right? It says he has put down. Now, she's breaking down to Elizabeth because <laughs> she's the anointing her hitter, right? He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. Because she's saying, like, like, I ain't somebody you would even think. I'm, I'm being used for the Messiah. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich... He has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever, and Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own house. Right, then it says, now Elizabeth, full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son. Now, why is this important? Why did God use Mary? Because she was faithful. Do you think God just impregnated an unfaithful woman? Well, how do you know that? He didn't specifically say those exact words. Consideration of the whole. Let's look at the whole picture here. It's Mary that birthed Jesus and was a, had to be a steward. We talked about being a steward over our children, right? Had to be a steward over a child. She had to make sure he was in the right positions doing the right thing. It was Mary that gave, put him in a position for the first miracle. It was Mary that pondered in her heart who Jesus really was. So he needed someone faithful to carry precious seed. But well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. She had to give it away. 
you got the Messiah that could do miracles, she going to store them in the house so she can get all the miracles to herself? Do me a favor. Make me some more wine. <laughs> hey, we, hey, we hungry. Hey, we don't need to go grocery shopping. We don't even need the farm. Jesus, just do that thing where you look up to heaven, you know, give us some more biscuits, some more fish and loaves, right? Ah, got a little sniffle. Do me a favor. Lay hands on me so I can get some healing. So just at the house, getting all the miracles to herself, right? No, that precious seed that she was impregnated with, she eventually had to give away. What do we have to do with the seed that's in us? And I don't care what we got. It, it doesn't compare to the Messiah. But are we doing that? Have we been giving ourselves to the kingdom? See, that's faithfulness right there. Right? Look, she, gave, she took her time to nurture the Messiah and then released him to do his thing. <laughs> Let's think about it. Think about it. See, there's a reward for this faithfulness. Remember, she said generations are going to call her blessed. Some people got even corrupted the whole thing and just, you know, praying to the Virgin Mary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but generations are calling Mary blessed. Still talking about Mary. Right? It's a reward to the faithfulness. Right? Uh, Matthew 16. Let's look at Matthew 16. Does that make sense? Mm-mm-mm. Wow. A lot of this stuff ain't even in the notes. <laughs> it's all Holy Spirit today. All right, so uh, Matthew 16, 27. Matthew 16, 27. It says, it says, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of the Father with his angels. And then he shall reward every man according to his works. So he's showing up with a reward according to his works. Well, now, I don't, how do I know what that means? Well, Jesus is the one that talked about Matthew 25. The, 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 he gave the parable of the talent. And he said the man went on a far journey and came back. Said, okay, what did you do with the talents? Jesus is going on a far journey. He's coming back. What did you do with what I gave you? <laughs> Are you sitting on it? Did you give it to the kingdom? Did you produce from it? Or did you just hold on to it and store it? But you're going to be rewarded according to your works. How you handle what you were giving based on your ability, because you were given exactly what you could produce. There is no excuse. Didn't rhyme that on purpose. It just got to work out. <laughs> All right. It says, so, so, see, the Bible says, I have not seen nor ear have heard, nor has entered into the heart of the man the things that God has prepared for them, right? They love him, right? Like, so he's, He's, he's prepared some of stuff for us, for the faithful, right? So there's rewards coming. The, uh, Proverbs 28.20 says, 
a faithful man shall abound in blessings. Now, the abounding in blessings is everywhere I turn, I'm blessed. So a lot of times we want to be blessed, but we ain't faithful. We ain't consistent in nothing in the kingdom. The kingdom has been a, 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 an afterthought. We're consistent in a lot of things that cannot reward us like the king. And so we're using God's time, talents, and trinkets, his ability he's given us. We're using it, but we ain't using it for the kingdom. And we're thinking we're going to get a reward. We spend a lot of time, a lot of talents, and a lot of trinkets on things outside of the kingdom that can't reward us. And if we stop and consider the whole, we'll look at how much resources we wasted, and then once we waste the resource, now we're trying to do something else outside of the kingdom to make up for the waste, and we keep digging a hole. You know, it's like getting something with interest. Now you, the interest compound, so you get a loan to get out of a loan. <laughs> and you just keep digging a hole, right? Time, talents, and drink wasted because we don't want to be faithful to the kingdom. We want to use the kingdom, but we, want to, we don't want to give ourselves to the kingdom. Oh, isn't that something? Y'all still here with the pastor? Y'all ain't leave? You still focused? We talked about focus. Nevaeh taught us to be focused. Right? You focused? You here? You here? Zamir, you here? You remember what I told you, right? All right. You've been told. <laughs> All right. That's between me and Zamir. All right. So Luke 12. Zaman, you paying attention? Huh? Uh, you don't lie. You weren't paying attention. All right, so Luke 12, and we'll lock here on. Thirty-seven. It says, uh, "Blessed are those." This is red letters too. It says, "Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when He come." I'm sorry, did everybody there? Uh, Luke twelve, thirty-seven. We good. Amen? Okay. All right. It says, uh, blessed are those servants whom when the, when the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching or locked in a focus. Verily I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. Right? And it says, and if he shall come in the second watch or come in the third watch, and find them so blessed are those servants. They've been locked in. They've been paying attention to handling their business. Similarly, 1 Corinthians 4 says, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth. Right? It says, and this know that if the good man of the house had known the hour the thief would come, he would have watched 
and not have suffered his house to be broken through. Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when ye thinketh not. Right? Then Peter said unto him, Lord, speak if thou this parable unto us or even to all. And the Lord said, who then is, is that faithful and wise steward when his Lord shall make when, the, when his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season, right? It says, blesses that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Of a truth, I say unto you that he will make him ruler over all that he has, right? So he breaks it down, and then Peter goes, well, who are you talking to? <laughs> then he breaks it down further. But this is parallel to what we read in Matthew 25. See, it's talking about faithful and wise stewards over what God has already given us. Right? He says, when, when, when he shows up, shall he find us doing? Let me ask you something. How can we assure that when he shows up, he'll find us doing? We have to be living and doing it. That's our only guarantee. When I worked in corrections, I had this system. And this was my system. Because... The, the, the juveniles would always, you know, they always try to get away with stuff. So the way you keep them from, keep your unit under control is you do what I call pop-ups. Like, I, at random, you never knew when I was coming. Yeah, I, I could just come anytime. Well, hey, what y'all doing? Hey, what y'all doing in here? It could be late at night. Everybody, it could be quiet. Everything, everybody sleep. I'm the guy that be showing up. Hey, 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 what you doing? Right? But I wanted them to always be looking over their shoulder so you never know when Mr. Bradley's coming. And so that they would behave themselves because they like they wait for the next shift or something. Because like, as long as you know, Mr. Bradley working, man, we can't do nothing. Well, that's how we should be operating with. We should be operating like the Lord can come at any time, so I'm just gonna be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm gonna be faithful. So whenever he shows up, how you doing? What's up? You know. What the problem is, you know what I'm saying, versus, oh, somebody <laughs> done bust me out. I wasn't ready. You know what I'm saying? You know, like for the quiz, you know, school for the quiz. Oh, we got a quiz. You know, you walk in class. All right, everybody sit down. We about to have a quiz. Oh, man. Quiz, I was going to study last night, too. <laughs> right? As opposed to I'm doing what the, t the teacher is not really a quiz. It's not really a quiz. Because you was already prepared for it if you was paying attention and you did everything they told you to do. The only reason this is, 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 is messing with you, you didn't what? You didn't do your homework. You didn't study. You didn't read. Right? Right? You're not prepared. So some of these quizzes that were, that's happening in our lives, they're only frustrating us because what? We ain't prepared. Not operating in faithfulness, Right? All right, so I don't know if I want to get to these people right now. Uh, all right, we'll do this. We'll, we'll discuss them. We'll discuss a couple faithful people, okay? First one we'll discuss is Ruth. And that's, uh, well, the whole book of Ruth, Ruth 1, 2, 3, and 4. They're not large books. It, so that could be your study. You could just read through Ruth's story, okay? Ruth chapter 1 to Ruth chapter 4, right? 
But when you, when you get into Ruth uh, chapter 1, 8 through 17, you have the story of, of Ruth and her sister was married to Naomi's sons. Naomi's sons die. And so Naomi said, hey, sons died. I'm going back to my kindred. You guys are free and clear. You have no obligation to me at all. And they was like, no, 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 no. We're going to stay with you, Naomi. We're going to stay with you. And so Naomi was like, nah, nah. Listen, I ain't got, no, listen, I ain't got nothing for you. I ain't got no more sons. So you stay with me. You ain't going you, you, you to have no husband. And you ain't gonna, you're, you're not going to be able to produce a family. Okay? You can hang out with me what you want to. But so Ruth's sister was like, you got a point there. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Uh, but Ruth was like, nah. She, it, said, it said the one sister left and Ruth not only stayed but cleaved to, to you know He said, no, no, I'm with you. Your family is now my family. You die, I die. So no matter what happens, she has no guarantee. Her only guarantee was this. I'm going to be faithful. So I don't really care. I'm giving myself. She follows her back, and just so happened, <laughs> Naomi's kin was Boaz. So her faithfulness produced her, ended up with Boaz, and she was, you know, Bo- Bo- Boaz bought the, the, the I'm, I'm going to say it this way, he bought the whole property, the whole city, whatever, whatever just for Naomi. Matter of fact, he wasn't the next in line to buy it. One of his other kin was next in line. So, but he, he was smart. He went to him, he says, hey, man. He says, you know, you're really next in line for this. So if you want to buy it, you can buy it. If you want to buy it, I'm going to buy it. He says, but now. And so the guy was like, cool, no problem. What? It's just a couple of dollars. What it is? I can afford it. He says, now, ho, ho. But if you buy it, you, you, you got to take everything. You also are responsible for roof, too. He was like, you know, I, I, whoa, 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 I can't marry based on where Ruth was from. He said, I can't t- take that responsibility. That's going to mess up all my inheritance. I'm not losing my inheritance for Ruth. Tell you what, tell you what, you know, I'll sign over my rights to this land. You can buy it. Boaz gets the land and gets Ruth. Ruth gets Boaz because what? She was faithful. All right? That's just the gist of the story. You, know, you Just go back and read it for yourself. But, but it's a good story. Because she didn't know nothing about no Boaz. Originally, she didn't. She was just being faithful. See, see, on the other side of faithfulness is a Boaz is the point. On the other side of faithfulness is a Boaz. I ain't getting no amens, but now we got the amens on the Boaz part. I heard you back there, way back there. Supposed to be working on the camera. Be quiet back there. <laughs> amen, amen. I'm faithful. I'm on the camera. I'm on, I was on the sound earlier. I'm, I, I, I was dealing with the, the, with the change in the... <laughs> I was at practice this week, too. I'm faithful. Uh, so, all right, then you have the Shunammite woman. Remember her? Second uh, Kings 4. Uh, but in specific, verses 8 through 37, so the Shunammite woman, she checked, oh, attentive and watchful and mindful of the things of the kingdom. She was so mindful when a man of God came through town, she was just like, oh, it's a man of God, no big deal. She was like, honey, there's a man of God coming through the town. 
I'm not going to be sitting around and let the man of God come through town and not get blessed. So what we need to do, we, you need to build another section of this house. So when he come in town, we'll let him stay with us. We'll take care of him because he ain't coming in town and we ain't getting blessed. Right? So she decided to be faithful in, in taking care of that man of God. I don't know what's happening with this phone. I'm okay. Okay. The emergency's going off. Maybe because I'm yelling. Is that what's happening? Y'all gave me a phone. It's SOS. You said I'm getting excited. All right. I'm okay. I'm okay. All right. Siri. All right. So, so, so what happens is, so the same man of God she took care of, she, she was barren. She ended up with a child. The child dies. That same man of God comes back, lays on the child, and, and, and brings the child back to life. But how did this all start? Faithfulness. Look, she took what she had. Gave to make, the, the, the man of God had something and she had something. What she had is a home and some biscuits. The man of God had the anointing. She gave him what she had. She gave them, they gave up their time, their treasure, and their trinkets. In this particular case, their biscuits, right? But look how blessed she got, right? Shunammite woman. Now, uh, the other one is 2 Kings 2. That's Elijah and Elijah, E-L-I-J-A-H, and Elisha, E-L-I-S-H-A, Right? And so you have Elijah who served him for years, poured water on his, on his hands. You know, just wherever he went, he, uh, he followed that man of God. The man of God got to a point, he said, listen, man, he says, I'm about to go over here. No, 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 what happened is he says, you, you've been faithful. He says, yeah, just how can I bless you? He says, well, I want a double portion of your anointing. He says, okay. He says, uh, that's, that's a tall order. He says, if you see me when I elevate, to another level, you can get a double portion of that anointing. Basically, he was saying, if you're present when I go to another level, the level that I left, I'm going to pass that mantle to you. That's what he was saying. But to, but to see it, he would have to be there when, when God is elevating that man of God to another level. I don't know if anybody's getting that. Did you get that? Because I said something. Did you, did you pick it up? Yeah. All right, good. All right. So, so... Now, he's in a situation where they're traveling, and he's going to Jericho. He's like, man, just wait right here. I'm going to go here. He's like, nah. <laughs> I'm not. No, I, I'll go with you. I don't care what you say. Because I'm not leaving you. You're talking about wait right here. You might, go, you might go to Jericho and be going to another level. <laughs> no, I'm going to be there. Then, he, you know, he's going to Gilgal, wherever. He was like, you know. Uh, Bethel, he kept telling them, let's just wait right here. He's like, no, 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 I'm not waiting right here. So then God shows up and, and elevates him to another level. That's when he gets translated and the, his mantle dropped. <laughs> now before this, that same mantle, Elijah took that mantle, they were coming to the, the river Jordan, slammed the mantle on the, on the river, the water opens up and they walk over. Right? So he gets the mantle, he comes back by the Jordan, he said, hey, 
Same God that was with my, with, with my daddy Elijah, be with me. Bam, slam that mantle. He walks back over to Jordan, right? Well, what happened? He was faithful. He was faithful, and he was making sure. Uh, there, there's a group of people that, that, uh, that I pray for. Uh, I pray for everybody in the entire church, but, but, but I have a, a, a start list. Well, there's a group of people that was in a place where God moved uh, when we were ministering. So, so, God, so, so that was taking us to another level. So I was like, so God told me, he says, well, you make sure you pray and you impart for these people because they were there. See, faithfulness, God is making moves and exchanges, but sometimes we ain't there. All right? We ain't there because we're, we don't understand the value of faithfulness. It, you can't be faithful at your convenience either. It costs something. It precious seed. All right? Time, talents, and trinkets. All right? I'm just using that, but gifting, you know, I just, I'm just trying to uh, crystallize it. But you understand what I'm saying, right? Right? It's the things that what's precious to us, right? And so a lot of times we're not, um, we're not realizing, like we're taking things for granted. All right, that's all for today. We'll just, we'll stop right there. All right, we good?